0: Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. San Francisco, are you ready? Boom! Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host
1: Raymond Salisa First Baby,
0: and our esteemed co-host
2: Old Man Davis. Boom! All
0: right, gentlemen, here we go—a tight, tight, thrilling finisher. It's funny how even like a loss can be thrilling. That's kind of where we are. But I think the the biggest takeaway is that for the first time since. Really, since like week two or three, the 49ers play 57 minutes of football. They didn't do the full 60. We weren't able to win, but we've been complaining all year long about 30 minutes of football. And finally, the San Francisco 49ers give us 57 minutes. The defense and the offense led by Colin Kaepernick showing some signs of life that we have not seen in the previous week's. Um, Raymond, let's start with you. You were really, you were really high on the defense, despite Colin getting a lot of uh, press this week. So let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, Colin played good. I mean, the last two weeks he's thrown over fifty percent of his passes, and that's certainly something to take and take note of. You know, he also protected the football the entire time, much better than Carson Palmer, who's known to give up the ball, especially late in games when the game is on the line. The unfortunate part is just we're just too young and ill-equipped to really capitalize on that. And the defense really kind of gift-wrapped that game for the offense. Unfortunately, they just couldn't get it done when it needed to happen, especially when you have four turnovers. If you win the turnover batter and your ratio is 4-1, to you should be winning 90% of those games in the NFL. That is just just how the statistics or the odds usually sway when it comes to the turnover battle. And unfortunately, the Niners came up short, but there was a lot of good things to take away. Um, We don't know if it's going to be a foreshadow of things to come but we do know that there was – the game was worth watching all the way to the last second, which is a far cry from the previous seven weeks. At least I would say – well, I'd say Dallas was probably the last game that they played this close. And, of course, week one That's uh, how I against uh, St. Louis. So I'd say this is the third decent game the Niners have really put together. I mean you could also throw in, I'd say, the Carolina game. You could throw in there because they did make an effort towards the end there, but then gave up, Gabbert gave up the football but I'd say uh, definitely, definitely those three games that I previously mentioned stand aside outside of the rest of the pack, the, the rest of the six games. Um, so, but I mean, the defense was great. Uh, Bethay actually played pretty well. He was not caught out of position as much as he was the previous like eight weeks. Jimmy Ward played really good, despite the fact that Fitzgerald caught. 100 or caught 12 receptions for 133 yards he did have he was targeted 18 times so those other six passes that didn't make it to Fitzgerald those were knocked down by Jimmy Ward so he had a lot of pass deflections which was great Gerald Hodges was in great position as at inside linebacker for the first time in the whole season Eric Reed finally showed up and had it had a pick which was terrific Keith Reaser had a fumble he played really good Eli Harold had a sack and a fumble in the same play against Carson Palmer. That was terrific to see the secondary played really well, despite a lot of yardage uh, accumulated from Carson Palmer throwing the ball. I mean, he had to throw practically 50 times just to get 376 yards while Colin Kaepernick was a little bit more efficient only through 30 attempts 17 completions, 210 yards, one touchdown, no turnovers. He was also had 55 yards on the ground, including a game-tying touchdown
0: late in the fourth quarter. So that, that was, was really awesome. good to see. Yeah, that was great. Now, here's, uh, Vance- a here's a question. Here's a question. real quick. Now, does, uh, does this speak – I'm going to throw this to old man Davis and then Ray, I want you to answer. Does this speak – but does this also pro- possibly speak to – just how much trouble Arizona's in? I mean, is Arizona definitely in a much rougher spot than we anticipated? I mean, they're they're five hundred now with that with that win. They're at five hundred, but I mean, they came pretty close to still being under five hundred, to being three and five. Oh man, Davis, do you feel do you feel that this was this was definitely the Niners putting it together, or do you do do you think that Arizona's just that bad?
2: Look, I'm just going to uh, add uh, to what Ray was saying. And my thoughts on this during the watching the game was this is probably the best that the 49ers could ever do uh, next to winning. Uh, I think Carson Ballmer, watching him, you saw a lot of mistakes with those interceptions. And it was just a, a rough day for the Cardinals. But definitely, like I said the other week, they're full of injuries on that roster. As the 49ers are. However, Bruce Arians knows how to get a win, especially as it relates to the division game that was played on Sunday. I expected a bigger blowout instead of three points. The 49ers did not deserve those 20 points against the Arizona oh Cardinals. Oh my God! You're asking oh, me a question! My. Can you just pop your lip just for one bit? Thank you. The 49ers don't deserve it. The 49ers don't deserve it. They deserve to be 1-8. and eight, And at best, by the end of the season, they'll be 8-8. Eight and eight. They lost legitimately, but they certainly get an A for
1: effort, all things considered.
2: Yes, they do get an A for effort.
1: But there's no moral victories in the NFL.
2: And that in my books, called Afford.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking that same thing. when they, I, said, I was thinking in my mind, I was picturing the, the A in front of the, the fort. But, uh,
2: uh, but anyways,
0: fort, I guess.
2: 49ers, you know, I, I can't say that it was the worst game. It was an entertaining game. And in football, especially the NFL, that's what the fans want to see. That's what team owners want to see. We want to see the ball thrown up in the air. Defense grabbing it. Offense grabbing it. We want to see the ball run across the field. Tackling. Everything's going on. Crazy. Boasting. Yelling. Fighting. Whistle blowing. Flag throwing. You name it. Popcorn. Beer. Who's got more beer? The NFL.
0: (laughs) Excellent. More beer. More beer. Raymond
2: does
0: this it, 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 does this also speak to possibly how much trouble Arizona is in to lose to a a forty nine ers team that is fairly depleted? Like, I if I, you know, they would have lost for guess, sure. Guess, did, did 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 Arizona you know did did Arizona almost lose this game or did the forty nine ers almost take it from them?
1: The forty nine ers almost took it from them. I mean those those turnovers were legitimate. You you put pressure on Calmer. Palmer, you threw him off rhythm. That's what led to the pick over the middle, and and Gerald Hodges was reading him like a book. Although it wasn't crazy pressure uh, for that first pick. The other pick was tipped. That was that should, So that was a gift. I'll, I'll credit that one to to uh, Arizona more than San Francisco. Eric Reed when he caught the tip pass, that should have been caught. It hit the receiver in the hands. It it flew up in the air and eric reed made a great play on it however when he went outside the pocket to go chase off of his left side and eli harold caught him from behind that was legitimate he tried to get rid of the ball he's he's not known to be a scrambling quarterback and eli harold made a great play and he dove right on it was a terrific play the same thing with the fumble by keith reaser he made a football play he slapped he tackled the guy and slapped the ball right out of his hands. Those are legitimate turnovers. Then there's the gift turnovers, which was only one that was to read. We, even if you take that one away, say, let's say he did catch it, your ratio is still three to one. You're still you're still winning the turnover battle, in that, and those are legitimate mm-hmm. turnovers. So I think you credit the Niners defense because they came out, they stuffed the run. This is a guy that had almost 200, uh, I think 170-something yards against them earlier in the season, including two touchdowns. This week, 19 attempts, 55 yards, one touchdown. So they completely shut him down and forced Carson Palmer. I mean, Carson Palmer's strength is passing, obviously. This is a team that likes to run, that likes to be balanced, but they are a very strong passing team. However, when they were forced to be one-dimensional there, they accumulated lots and lots of yardage between Fitzgerald and Floyd, but it wasn't enough to necessarily blow out the Niners. The Niners hung in there the entire time. Part of it was because they stopped the run, and the other part of it was that the offense was sustaining longer drives, giving the defense... Refresh time, refresh time. And then on top of that, the defense was also getting out of getting out of, getting off the field fast with turnovers and three and outs, which is something they haven't been able to do because teams have just been bulldozing uh, over them in the run game. So now that they finally figured that out, maybe this is something they can build upon because they don't have they don't, doesn't get any easier in the run or pass next week against the Patriots.
2: You know, I, I want to add this. I think Jim O'Neill did an excellent job preparing his defense against the Cardinals' offense. That's, that's a fact, I believe. Second, I believe the oh. Cardinals had enough talent and enough skill at every position to whoop the 49ers' ass. Now, did that happen? No. The 49ers had moments of being able to score points and make up, uh, make those opportunities count. The only exception I would say is, are the 49ers capable game after game after game for the rest of this season in showing up? No, that's my opinion. I thought they had so you think, you think, I, thought you think had I thought they had spurts of, of momentum and inspiration given the kind of play that the Cardinals were performing. However, not all teams, the rest of their on their schedule is going to give them what the Arizona Cardinals gave them.
1: They've only played this well three out of three out of nine games. So, I mean, if you're going to bet against the odds, then sure. I mean, old man Davis, you have a point but I mean if you're on the optimistic side as a 49er faithful you're hoping like okay let's hope that this translates into something because now you're at home you have the comfort of playing at home and the Niners are more comfortable at home so let's see if they can put something together and it's 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 no it's not going to be easy because Belichick is going to come up with something quirky that that's it's 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 not going to be exactly everything that they've seen this season although there is a degree of formula that you can expect from the Patriots you know Gronk's going to be a huge factor you know LeBlanc is going to be a huge factor so there are some things that you can count on to be consistent with the Patriots that you can game plan for it's just a question of are these guys going to be in the right position at the right time just like they were against the Cardinals I I think they have a good chance and this is a this is a team that Even though Fitzgerald got lots of yardage, he did not get that big touchdown play. Michael Floyd got lots of yardage. He did not get that big X-factor play. The six weeks prior to that, all of those plays were going in the other team's favor. So if they can capitalize on it and really shut this team down, you know they dealt with a lot of weapons against Arizona. Arizona has some injuries, but they are not depleted in the same fashion that San Francisco is. San Francisco is missing five starters on defense, with the exception of Jimmy Ward, who was a starter that came back from that quad injury.
2: Boom! Whose side so Johnson, are you on, Rudy?
0: I'm on the faithful side, every side.
2: Stop being a all kiss sides. Us. So we'll I love
0: see. the forty nine. I'm on the gold cast. What other side would I be on? Raymond, here's a question. Do you think we will be able to put together sixty minutes of football again this season?
1: Before the end of the season, yes, I can say it with confidence. Whether we will do Davis? it week in, week out from here out,
2: I don't know. Uh, oh man davis I have my doubts i would say uh by the time we get to new uh the game against uh the new york jets i say that'd be our best opportunity to play 60 minutes uh, com- i would say
1: that and then the rams at the end of the year
2: commercials included
0: <laughs> all right here we go moving on uh our this week's opponents played our most hated rival the seattle seahawks and the new england patriots had a pretty pretty intense stunner of a game final score seattle 31 new england 24 this game ended at the exact same spot on the field that their super bowl matchup a couple years back ended on the goal line with the game in the balance new england trying to make the final score uh, or Seattle was trying to make the final score. This time, New England was trying to make the final score. Uh, New England created a got an interception, which ended the Seahawks' chances of winning two Super Bowls in a row. This this week, Seattle stuffed New England four times in a row and denied them an opportunity to tie the game or possibly get the go-ahead points with, with the uh, two-point conversion. So I guess the question is now... Has Seattle really kind of reasserted themselves? Obviously, their first place in the NFC West. But have they reasserted themselves back at, to a level of dominance that we have saw a couple years ago? Omen Davis, what do you think? Are they like the team, to, one of the teams to beat in the NFC, in the NFL? Besides Dallas, obviously.
2: I will not give them that much credit. Uh, I like what I've seen so far in the games that Seattle's played in the last three weeks. Uh, Russell Wilson's uh, making better communication uh, with uh, his receiving core. Uh, the running backs are not where they are because of injury, uh, but they are given um, opportunities uh, to uh, to give the defense uh, different uh, looks other than uh, Russell Wilson uh, just passing the ball. Uh, he has a uh, he has the ability to run, so that obviously throws off defenses. Uh, the defense. I would say, is also been known to uh, dominate over the last uh, few years. However, this defense uh, this year is probably not the better of their uh, uh, teams. And so uh, I could only just say that they're not anything like, let's say, a Cowboys team would be or a New England Patriots team. Uh, But as it relates to the NFC, I would say uh, they are a playoff uh, team, uh, but definitely uh, the number one team within their division.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put the number one team in the NFC West. Raymond, you think outside of Dallas, is this a team to beat?
1: I think they're always a threat. I don't necessarily know if they're on a dominant there now, but I think they've... Definitely taken good control. I think Arizona is still in the mix. You can't necessarily count them out. You don't know. Sometimes they were a team that also started off kind of rocky and then turned it up late in the season, too. They're kind of similar to Seattle. The only difference is Seattle has been doing it longer. So I think you had a little bit more reassurance in terms of when Seattle will come together. You kind of feel a little bit more confident about it. I mean, Arizona – I don't necessarily I think maybe the pundits are gonna get on Arizona and, and criticize them despite the the win. But at the same time I think you gotta give credit due to San Francisco too. At least that's what I saw on the field. And especially when you compare it to every previous week, it was a completely different defense. Same exact squad, same missing components. They just were in position. They were all doing exactly what they needed to do. And that's a that's what happens when you're in position. Versus every other week, where everybody seemed to be out of position one more than once throughout the entire game. So Seattle, in Seattle's case, it's it's, a, it's great to see them beat New England. That's always a double-edged sword because it doesn't matter who wins or loses. You're you're happy and you're also disappointed at the same time because you're like, damn it, they won, <laughs> and then you're like, damn it, they lost. So great to see New England win. Hate to see Seattle win. I mean, great to see New England lose. Great to see. Not great to see Seattle win. But uh, you know, I think. They pro- they'll probably come out on top of the NFC West. I wouldn't
0: be surprised now, if they did. I mean, because we're still half the season left. I guess it's 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 realistic that Arizona, <clears throat> Arizona could make another run. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Yeah. That's true. So moving on, speaking of, uh, there was a buy for the top of the AFC West, those Raiders. Old Man Davis... How are you feeling about your Raiders right now? They're coming off a bye. They're ready to get back. They just beat Denver in a huge game to take advantage of the AFC West. Thoughts and feelings from old man Davis.
2: I think the Raiders are in an excellent position, uh, far ever than they were in the past decade. I think uh, that they could be just as confident in themselves, if not overly confident in themselves, uh, as uh, Tom Brady is in uh, coming back from his uh, four-game suspension and leading his team to another Super Bowl appearance. I think the Oakland Raiders are doing so well and they're feeling so good about themselves, it's even as high up there as Mark Davis feels good about his haircut. I think <laughs> the Oakland Raiders are doing such a tremendous job. They feel more secure with their positions than a GM like Trent Baalke feels about his position.
0: <sighs> Always got to bring it back to the Niners. Always yes. got to do a little rib, huh? Got to do a little. rib. Also, Raymond, I do like that how how this convert that second topic we talked about Seattle. And you spent about two seconds on them and then went right back to the 49ers defense playing so well on Sunday.
2: (laughs) Hey, I I got to stay on topic. (laughs) Got to stay on topic. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, they're playing home uh, this upcoming week uh, and uh, Houston's coming in. And I don't see there being too much problems uh, happening uh, that the Texans are going to give the Raiders. But I uh, could honestly say that the Raiders would make it a game rather than a blow up
0: car car yeah raymond do you see uh you see raiders getting past houston
1: offensively totally i mean if texans had a better defense then i would put them in that category but the raiders here's the thing if the raiders defense the the raiders defense that they are now which is very inconsistent and tends to lean on the offense to bail bail them out of games if that defense shows up and houston plays pretty soundly then they can come up with an upset easily but i if i was a betting man i'd put my money on the raiders
0: boom there it is Reluctant. yeah raiders looking pretty good the chiefs are the chiefs are chiefs are chasing you guys have won five in a row but here's the thing i think andy reed is one of the best regular season coaches i never trust him in the post I never trust him in the playoff time. I think he's a wonderful regular season coach. And I think many times, more often than not, his teams look incredibly dominant during the regular season. But then when it gets to the postseason, I just feel like Andy Reid is great of a coach he is. He just, I, I feel like that's about all I can give you. You know, we're talking about 60 minutes of football. I feel like Andy Reid, all Andy Reid can really give you is 16 regular season games. But he can't, he can't give you, He can't give you postseason games. He can't give you a— Well, he's only
1: been to the big show once. He has been to the NFC Championship uh, a couple times. So—and Alex Smith has progressed in the playoffs under Andy Reid. He's also lost in the first round. So if they were to go in the playoffs, then I would take Alex Smith over Derek Carr easy because that's when KC's defense is going to show up. And then it's just off—it's just the offense versus— the Raider defense and you Alex Smith always plays at a higher level in the playoff round. Derek Carr is an unknown. He's a wild card. We don't know what's going what's going to happen when he gets in there. We know that sometimes he gets a little anxious if the game's on the line and like's to force the ball in there. That 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 youth in him could show up in a big time game like that. We don't know until we'll, till we'll find out. But if that, if it comes down to both those teams in the playoffs, I would put my money on KC because the defense is better and defense will take you further along in the playoffs than a really good offense.
0: Ooh, uh, old man Davis, how do you feel about that? You, uh, Ray would take Alex Smith over Derek Carr in the
2: playoffs. What do you have to say to that? Shots fired. <laughs> bang, bang. I think, Ray, you just better stick to the 49ers red and gold, okay? <laughs> I won't get any
1: more invites to the Silvercast now. I
2: know. No more, no more invites. No more uh, post game uh, shenanigans. None of that uh, crab dip uh, you enjoyed uh, time after time. Uh, no more saltine oh, crackers. No more Avion no water. All that. <laughs> God. Avion, no more oxygen. Avion. No more oxygen tank. Inhalation. <laughs> yep. All gone.
0: All, all gone. All gone. Well, the both teams are tied at seven and two, and that'll bring us to the greater NFL playoff pr- picture. Raymond, go over last week's picks. Who did we have all set up from last week? Well,
1: you had picked, we each picked one team from the AFC. You picked New England from the NFC. You picked Dallas. Old man Davis, you had the Raiders in the AFC and on the NFC, you also picked Dallas. And I was just like you, brother. I picked New England and Dallas.
0: Boom. All right. So let's move on to our second round. So we each have chosen one from the East, both two teams from the East. So let's move on. Old man Davis Tell me, who is your next representative? Who it, you are guaranteeing will be in the playoffs at the end of this season? Who, who's going? Bam. Let's hear it.
2: The hoodie, also known as Bill, the great Belichick.
0: Boom.
1: Will bring his so team New England.
2: into the playoffs. Mm. As far as the NFC, I... No, we just spoke about them, and I'm going to bring them back to the light, and that is the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Ooh.
1: So it says Seattle. Have, so some, of, see- have some of that carbonated water he, see- that he's
2: drinking.
0: So, yeah, his, uh, yeah, his, bu- his bubbles, his nano bubbles. So, reading really now the, A- the AFC what? playoff picture for Oman Davis, we've got New England, Oakland, Dallas and Seattle. One West, one East.
1: For the AFC, I'm going to definitely go with uh, the team we were just talking about. I'm going to go with KC.
2: Oh,
0: over the Raiders. Not ready to give it to the
1: Raiders. first of all, they're in the lead in the AFC West. They are perfect at home, and they have no losses against the division, whereas the Raiders have already lost a division game. However... KC has played one less game than the Raiders in their division, and the Raiders are also 5-0 on the road. So they're a really good road team. They're 50%. They're, they're give and take at home, and so far they are they are just edging their division rivals. So we'll see. KC's got the edge, I think, because if you have the better record and you got to play at home, then you take that bet on the playoffs. I would take the home team anytime. any So I'm going to go with KC and the AFC and then an the NFC. I'm going to look to I'll go to Seattle. I'll take that bet too. Ooh. I think for sure Seattle.
0: Better Seattle
2: than the gold cast red and gold forty nine ers how you at Sourdough Sam. Hey, well, hey. We're almost. This is all my out name. It.
0: Hey it's sourdough Sam. Welcome back, Sourdough Sam. We missed hey. you, buddy. How've Hi we been? there
2: guys. How you guys doing? Be doing yeah, better I, if you
0: brought some clam chowder to the show. Well, I and brought some
1: W's with you too. Yeah, with some some of that sourdough.
2: Crab season back in, and I just happened to take all the clams, all the while me and all the guys, the fishermen just taking all the crabs. So I mean, I got these bag full of clams. on. you guys, you guys come on over. We're gonna be here in Santa Clara, just cooking them up on the grill. That or you know, you can just eat them raw.
0: Okay. I mean, <laughs> hope cook, to see cook, you there. Cook clams on a grill. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Sourdough Sam. It's always a pleasure when we get Sourdough Sam into onto the show. It's always a pleasure. Uh, all right. So, Seattle. Raymond, so you say Seattle and Dallas, Kansas City, and New England. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So, my final picks for today. You know, I'm going to go south. I'm going to go south, NFC South, and I'm going to say, The Atlanta Falcons are going.
1: I almost picked them.
0: Yeah, I think the Atlanta Falcons are going. Uh, I don't think they're going to get very far, but I think they're going. So you can put me down for Atlanta Falcons in the NFC. and That's my first NFC South representative. And for the AFC, go with the Browns.
2: Go with the Browns.
0: God, you know, the Browns are so tempting. You know, I'm going to make my first kind of a kind of, you know, you know, you know, I like those risky ones. And and I say some several years in a row, I picked some risky ones and really, really gone out there. I was the one who person who famously uh, called Philadelphia would not make it a couple years back. I'm going to say I'm going to go. So I went from NFC South. I'm going to go to AFC North. And I'm going to say Baltimore Ravens are in. You're in. I'm just not ready Baltimore. to give it to it. Yeah, you know, they're five and four. I think here's the thing I don't, I think Pittsburgh is in deep trouble. They've lost, what, four in a row? They've lost four in a row. I think Baltimore is still a good team. I trust John Harba. I don't know if Cincinnati has enough to climb out of the hole they're in. They're three and four and one. I just, yeah, I just. Mm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Go with Baltimore. Did one two in a row, and uh, I think they're gonna go. They're gonna represent the AFC North. That's that's yeah. Hey, that's a hot take. It's early, but I'm going with Baltimore. I don't want to go with the sure bet. It's so obvious. Go with the sure bets. I already picked New England and Dallas. That was you know I like to I like to go out there a little bit. So today I went with Atlanta and Baltimore. I'm gonna take some risks in 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 week two of our playoff predictions. Our playoff predicts.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. all right here we go moving on our final topic of the evening it's all about that money that, cream. that cabbage relish celery
1: salad broccoli cilantro that parsley
2: that oregano Mint, that pesto, them pesos, them shamrocks, them doubloons,
0: that turf turf green, (laughs) that turf green. Here we go. (laughs) New England at San Francisco. Now, before we even decide where we are on the sides of the bets, I just want to know, Old man Davis, what do you think the spread is? What, do you, what, what how brutal do you think it is this week? Or how not brutal? Maybe after our showing against Arizona, Vegas has more faith in us. Seven points. Ooh, seven points. Okay, Raymond. I'm gonna say ten. Ooh, Raymond, you were closer. The uh, the the. The spread is a whopping thirteen point five.
1: So just about two touchdowns. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Let's round it up.
0: Yeah, they just wouldn't give us that. They wouldn't give us that. That that they wouldn't give New England that last point five. I get maybe. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe their kicker breaks a toe or something. Not sure why we uh, why we got thirteen point five, but thirteen point five is the spread. Obviously, in favor of the 49ers. No, just kidding. In favor of New England. Uh, the question is, gentlemen, do you take that bet? Old Man Davis, you go first.
2: I do take that bet. And I just want to confess that my seven-point guess was my hat nod in my faith for the faithful.
0: Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh I like that the closest old man Davis can get to actually showing faith in us is saying we'll only lose by 7 points and not 14. But that's better than nothing. I'll take it. Raymond, do we do you take that bet? 13.5, little bit of a little bit of a strong showing on the road last week. Do the 49ers take any of that home and do we get anything past 30 minutes of football this week against a very tough New England I Patriots. think
1: despite the tough loss, I think the Niners have to feel good in the locker room about some of the things they did that's going to show up on tape, especially since the on the defensive side of the football, you don't necessarily determine the outcome of games Unless you have the lead, of course, then you have to close out. But in this case, they were trying to give the ball back to the offense to give them a chance to win. The defense did everything in their power in order to make that happen. So the offense is definitely going to be the ones that are going to be looking to rebound at home. The defense, on the other hand, is going to look to... Deliver the same performance that they did last week, and they will have the advantage of being at home with New England traveling across the country after coming off of a loss too. That's tough too. You not only lost, but you have to travel cross country in spite of that loss. Although you, you it's easy to take New England and that bet. But I'm going to say, if you're a betting man, take the under. I'm going to say I'm going to go with the glasses half full. Niners come out and compete, and they cover. They, uh, they do not cover the spread. All
0: right, take there. the under take the under there it is I uh, I I hope you're right I hope the 49ers uh at least I hope they they break the spread I hope I hope New England doesn't cover for sure and you know what just a gentle reminder to all of our 49er faithful you gotta remember we all know the season is probably a wash the best you can do is support the players and the coaches that are on the field stay faithful keep keep pushing that's all we can do as fans don't give in to the hate Raymond where can they find us
1: You can like us on facebook.com slash 49ers Goldcast. You can also like us, or I'm sorry, follow us on Facebook at 49ers Goldcast. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. That way you can stay on top of all the latest and greatest episodes as they become live. Subscribe, subscribe, and shout out to the fans who continue to be a constant Present within the Facebook side of things, who tend to like, uh, like or comment on the news articles that we post there, that also get posted simultaneously via Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter. We have the same. Uh, the same stuff that goes on Facebook also goes on Twitter and so we'd love to hear from you on Twitter we know that sometimes Twitter is a little bit easier more accessible in terms of having a quick conversation about the game or the outcome or some news about the 49ers that has come out in between the games so we'd love to hear from you don't forget to follow us on Twitter too
0: Boom! there it is Uh, Raymond where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis R-A-Y-S-O-L-I I mean yeah, R-A-Y-S-O-L-I-S. That is your name. That is <laughs> uh, my so name. That, A recommendation. I <laughs> no, no, uh, no why I stumbled there.
2: Recommendation for the faithful uh, this upcoming Sunday. Uh, let's uh, see how many of our fans uh, that bleed uh, red and gold can uh, show up to the game and uh, in the parking lot, on the train, on the bus, in their cars, on their bicycles, in their shoes because – God knows well, Patriot fans are everywhere in this nation, and they're going to be uh, showing up. So let's not have yeah, them show up. The red and gold.
0: That's right. Yeah, you know, wh- here's what we need: we need someone with a with a with one poster that says "Gold Cast Nation," and then we need a second poster next to it that says "You son of a bitch." <laughs>
1: that's right.
0: All right, uh, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter and Facebook at Rudy Solis Third, Rudy Solis the Third, Roman numeral Third on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter as number three, letter R D, Rudy Solis Third. Oh, man, Davis, where can they find you,
2: Las Vegas? Can... Oh. You can find me uh, traveling up from Las Vegas. I'm going to actually meet Bob Kraft. Uh, We're going to have lunch together. And then uh, during the game, uh, shake a few of the New England Patriot uh, football team players' hands. Uh, Just wish them a hell of a good luck game against the 49ers. I know they'll do well. And uh, we're going to go back up into the luxury booth and uh, just really just see a stomping against the red and gold. So... uh, you can find me there on Sunday, and uh, I might probably leave by the first quarter because I know it's already a blowout, so I'll probably head o- out over to O.co, uh, call the scene where you'll see uh, 49, uh, 49ers uh, wishing they could play like the Oakland Raiders. Thank you, Bob. Man, Kraft. friends
0: like these. Thank friends like these. So concludes another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host.
1: Raymond Salisa First, baby.
0: And our esteemed co host,
2: Old Man Davis. Boom!
0: We'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time, same Gold Cast channel. Old Man Davis, you son of a bitch.
2: Old oh, Man Davis, the son of a bitch.
0: Tell him, sourdough. <laughs>